Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Rumor and Innuendo. I'm House of Wrestling's Nick Hausman. And I'm WWE Creative Issues' Robert Karpolis. And we are back to talk more about the rumor and innuendo speculation and news around the wild world of professional wrestling. we got a big show for you here today. Of course, brought to you, as always, by Ad-Free Shows and Podcast Heat. Um, we're going to be talking about, there's so much speculation about the WWE Raw TV rights. i got a lot to talk about later on in the show about that. Uh, CM Punk was backstage at NXT. Um, he's also going to have his first match back at Madison Square Garden against Dominic Mysterio. We will definitely get to that. We're going to talk a little bit about Collision's viewership as well. Before we bring on our special guest, uh, Fight TV, now Triller TV's Michael Weber, the president, uh, I do want to take a moment uh, to send our condolences out to Jade Cargill. Um, yesterday she announced the passing of her mother, um, and it's always obviously very difficult when these things happen. And I uh, just want to say we are sending our best out to Jade here uh, to start the show. All right. With that, without further ado, let's bring him in here. Our special guest here today, formerly of Fight TV, now Triller TV. It is Michael Weber. Michael, thank you so much for taking the time today. Nick, thanks for having me as a guest on your show today. Hey, we're excited to have you, man. Yeah, Robert was going down a little like Google rabbit hole about you this morning. <laughs> and he was like, man, did you know like how much stuff this guy has done in the business? Dude, real quick. <laughs> For those that are maybe not familiar with you, Michael, can you tell everybody a little bit about your history, I guess, like the 30,000-foot view of what you've done? Well, you know, it, it happens when you get this old. You know, it all accumulates <laughs> over a period of time. Um, I've been doing this. I've actually been in the sports television business for about 45 years, all told now. And um, but from the wrestling start, um, I started as an intern at WrestleMania 2. Worked on WrestleMania two, three, four, and five. Uh, got unbelievable stories. What, what, what a moment in time in wrestling. And then um, throughout the 90s, I worked at WCW. I was head of marketing there. Ooh. 
and uh, <laughs> went through the whole NWO, video games, all that kind of stuff that we brought on. Um, and then um, in uh, 2008 uh, to 2013, for five years, I was head of marketing for TNA Wrestling. Man. Um, the common threads of some of those is like, see, I worked with Hulk Hogan all those places, Jimmy Hart, uh, Terry Taylor. I worked with all those guys at multiple companies. So it, it was um, always quite a bit of fun. And, of course, uh, we launched Fight um, slightly over eight years ago. Man, I, I just want to get your take real quick, Michael. Obviously, you know, we're about two months into the TKO uh, WWE UFC merger. Paul Triple H Slovak uh, is now firmly in charge of w- Robert hates it, by the way, when I call him by the full Paul Triple H Slovak. I, I can't help myself. But anyway, he's firmly in control of creative. Vince is like out of the picture. He's taking special assignments or something from Nick Khan. What's your reaction to kind of the direction uh, that WWE is in right? For the first time in forty years, Vince McMahon isn't in at the wheel. Well, you know, uh, you know, time does march on. It's it's surprising. You know, Vince is definitely one people. I won't be the first person to say it. Everybody probably thought he was going to work full time uh, on the product till the day he died. Um, but you know, Paul's a great guy. Um, I I had the pleasure of working with him when he broke into business at WCW. And he was just one of those guys. You knew it then even. This is like 94, 95, I think it was. And you just knew he had that it factor there and way he did business. And, um, and of course, I've, I've met with him a couple of times since he's been at WWE. And um, I think he's doing a great job with doing. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. But, you know, time goes on. And as it does for me, you know, uh, I'm just surprised that Vince is still alive yet because so many of the people we worked with back in the 80s, I mean, listen, I know you've done this. I'm not trying to be uh, morbid about this, but most of my close friends I worked with in the 80s are no longer with us, you know, and um, it's a long list. You really start thinking about it. Go go look at the roster of WrestleMania 2 and 3 and 4, and you just can't believe how many have passed, you know. But um, That is one of the weird things about wrestling is there's either people that have been around and they're here forever or a long list of folks who – they reach the early mid forties and they're gone. I look back at my, my time and go down the roster and there's a number of people that aren't there. It's just astonishing. I have one question that's going to pivot to another question here. Um, you, you did spend time in TNA TNA rebranded as impact. They've now rebranded as TNA. <laughs> What's your thought on this? I think it's fantastic. Um, I always liked the TNA uh, wrestling. I was there when we did rebranding to impact and it's one of those things you got to jump on both feet. It's actually what I'm experiencing right now with Fight and Triller TV. That was going to be my follow up question. It's it, it just, it, we did it wrong when I was there uh, when we tried to go impact because we still tried to hang on the TNA. Um, and, 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 and that was very difficult. You know, um, you really got to completely go forward on it completely and, and work it out. And we made too many exceptions. Well, we'll still keep TNA for this. And TNA, it was too damn confusing. Um, I think you know, we work very closely with the gang um, from Toronto in Anthem, um, now known as TNA Wrestling. And I think it was a fantastic move for them. Uh, it's a brand that has some equity. It's a throwback to some pretty interesting times in the company. And um, I, I think it's going to work out well for them. Uh, we're excited about airing Hard to Kill in, in, uh, in January, which I think will be their first fully branded uh, TNA show. And um, I'm excited for them. Um, I think it was a it was a good move. Uh, Impact had some tough years as a brand, 
Um, you know, and, and of course, then you know we were also answering to the, the you know Spike as an intelligent network, and they have major say into it. And um, but another thing, we should have just listened to them and gone completely impact, and there would never be a conversation about rebranding to TNA. Interesting. So you yeah, talked well, about brands that have equity in their in their name. Fight TV is obviously a very familiar name if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a combat fan. You guys are now transitioning over because you're under that broader Triller umbrella. What is it that's triggering this? Well, um, yeah, <laughs> fight's very dear to me. Uh, the name, you know, where I was there, I've been there here since day one and actually before day one. And they came up the name. Um, I mean, it's over eight years now that since it's been fight. And um, I've never worked with a company this long that we have not changed a pixel in the logo. It's a good logo over it my is. shoulder here. Um, but, you know, things move on. Uh, fight is obviously about combat sports. We're doing more than combat sports. We were going to have to change the next few months anyway to another brand uh, that was more encompassing because we're doing a lot more in the soccer football area. We're doing more rugby, motorsports comedy specials uh, we even talked about doing some movies today and stuff so we're spreading out more it's going to stay in the sports direction uh right now i don't see it really on beyond that because you do have to be in, in some type of a niche but combat sports was uh, i won't say it's limiting but we did as much as we could with it we've done good with it could we do better yeah a little bit better but we thought adding these other sports is a good way for us to continue to grow uh, the platform because we know we have a good user experience we have a good a uh, uh, number of fans and followers our platform. And, of course, our parent company, Triller, which uh, acquired us about two and a half years ago, it's getting ready to go public here probably within the next, you know, three to six weeks. That probably. close, eh? Really? It's 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 uh, not marked in, in stone. Um, these things never are, but they're um, continue going through the path of what they have to do with the SEC. So I don't think I'm speaking anything too out of turn. No, um, but it's um, it's it's exciting time, um, and to support something that big of a deal, it only would make sense that one of their brands under their umbrella is called Triller TV, and so it, so it's really a twofold reason why we made this change. Nothing's really changing from, you know, we're not changing design, the look, or anything like this of the whole platform. Uh, the user experience, I still think, is probably one of the best out there. Uh, we probably have the best technology delivering programming, which I think is very important. Um, I would put our programming, our our platform against ESPN Plus, The Zone, um, UFC Fight Pass, any of those. I think we have the best uh, setup out there. Um, we continue to do in thirty to fifty live events a week right now. Jeez. Um, well, well, you know, it starts it starts calculating up the numbers. We're doing 10, 12 soccer events a week from um, Asia. Uh, so uh, we do have a major undertaking there. And of course, since this is a, a more wrestling-centric uh, program here, you know we work with essentially everybody in the wrestling business, and we enjoy it and like it. And AEW is you know, definitely one of our largest clients, uh, even though we don't have U.S. rights, uh, but it works very well for us, and we think we complement what they're doing in the U.S. quite well. And um, we're you know doing more and more of AEW Plus and. Um, expanding more and more in Europe with them right now. And I, I want to ask you a little bit about AEW real quick, because obviously the future of their content is, is I, I, I would say safely right now, probably the biggest topic of conversation outside of CM Punk and pro wrestling. And somehow those two things have been intertwined in the last 24 hours. 
Um, what is what is the long term relationship look like between Triller TV and AEW? Do you get the vibe that they could be taking their streaming uh, rights elsewhere? Do you get the vibe they could be bringing Ring of Honor rights maybe to you or, or anything like that? I mean, what's what's the vibe like between the two sides? Well, it, it, it's um, fortunately for us, it's sort of divided very much um, U.S. Canada, U.S. and then the rest of the world. And to do what we do for them the rest of the world, it, it's very difficult for anyone else to do that. And and we've built a good relationship with them and drive you know, good revenue and so forth. So I don't really see that part of changing so forth. Now, the interesting thing is what they're going to do in the United States. And I think a lot has going to do with what their next TV deal is. And that's a very fluid thing there. Would we want more uh, rights in the U.S.? Of course we do. Of course we do. I feel sorry for them because I literally say it to them in every meeting I'm into it. But I, I also respect and understand the relationship with Turner and Warner and so forth. Uh, uh, what they have to do, you know, to put their, their their just their pay-per-view program on Bleacher Report. And of course, the weird thing is now, you know, back in the day, because I'm an old guy, I can say that uh, when I worked at WCW and even at TNA, um, you know, cable. Um, programming was easily, you know, 90, 95% of the television viewing universe. Now it's like 60%. Mm-hmm. So that means there's like 30, 40% of the people who want to watch the show don't have the ability to watch it here in the United States. And at some point, somebody's going to have to start, you know, presenting a, a streaming opportunity for them. Of course, I love it to be us. It actually makes a lot of sense that Turner to start doing um, a, more of a streaming situation. For the for the programming, but uh, it's it's um it's 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 interesting uh, the dynamics of here what's going on in the United States of uh, viewing habits and subscriptions and so forth. All right, well, I am about to inundate Robert with a truckload of rumor and innuendo that I have heard about what is going on with AEW and Warner and WWE, and I don't really know that I want to pull you into this conversation, Michael, because it is a lot of wild speculation, but uh. No, there's been yeah. wild speculation in wrestling forever, so uh, it, it wouldn't be wrestling about wild speculation. Well, I, so I do have a uh, – before you – because I know you want to get to that. There's another thing of wild speculation we talked about earlier this week as it relates to TNA, that they're now partnering with Endeavor for some of their streaming relationships. That struck us a little odd considering you think Endeavor, you think TKO and WWE. Is this just the new world we live in where content is king and everyone's going to work with everyone? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Endeavor is a very good um, technology company. Uh, they work with the best. They do UFC stuff and everything else. Um, again, I, I have a great working relationship with the, the gang at TNA and working with them. Um, their vision is that they want a standalone platform for their brand of programming, which I respect. Um, doesn't mean we won't keep working with them. We are working with all kinds of programming not only for their pay-per-views, but putting some of their programming on our subscription service to help support their brand and especially to turn over to TNA. Um, I wish we had uh, been more involved with them on that, but again, I think it's a good move for them. Um, If they're going to associate themselves with a technology company to build their uh, platform, um, Endeavor's uh, second to us, (laughs) but they're the best out there other than us. I can't, I can't knock my own company here, Uh, but they, they, they do, they do a good job. I I know the guys over there and uh, they know what they're doing. So I hope it works out for them and um, just, you know, more, more content for uh, wrestling fans is I think a good thing. 
All right. Well, Michael, we'll, we'll put a button in it there for now. We absolutely have to have you back. Of course, we only kind of, you know, very lightly uh, touch the tip of the iceberg as far as, you know, insight from you. Um, but I wanted to bring you on here, let everybody know about the rebranded Triller TV, talk a little bit about what you guys have coming up. Anything you want to plug, promote, put over here before we wrap up with you today? Well, uh, yeah, just uh, Triller TV. You know, nothing's really changing from the user experience. Um, Fight Plus is becoming Triller TV Plus, which is our subscription service. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're excited about the move and, and excited about the, the uh, eventual going public of our parent company. And um, I think it's going to be an exciting couple of weeks coming up here for the next month or so. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Michael. Appreciate it. Great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. What a wonderful man. I love I Michael. Been, I could have gone for three hours with questions on that. I, you know, <laughs> I think anyone that has been where he has been for as many years and seen what it was behind the scenes at WWF and WCW and TNA. And then you see some of these questions that are bubbling up with AEW. I mean, the one question I wanted to ask him about AEW that we didn't get a chance to get to was, did it strike him as odd that when Max first launched, AEW and their library was not immediately integrated into it? Because that has huge value and it makes them, and I hate using corporate synergy words, it makes you sticky. It's a very strong technology corporate world when you can't extricate someone. So with AEW being on TBS and TNT and their programming library being as deep as it is now with the Ring of Honor thing, you would think, boy, Warner Discovery wants to lock these guys up forever. And when you think AEW, you think uh, Warner Discovery. And I'm sure there's nothing you're about to tell me that may make me think otherwise, Nick. Well, hey, look, and we will have Michael back. We will do more questions. He was a yes. wonderful guest. By the way, the comment section is open. I'm about to say a whole lot of things. If you want to chime in at any point, jump in on Twitter, jump in on YouTube. So I'm going to put an asterisk before you say this. Nick intentionally has not told me any of this rumor and innuendo, so I will be hearing this live as you hear it. So any gasps or inappropriate language, I'm going to apologize for in advance. So yesterday afternoon, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer put out a tweet that was like throwing chum to sharks. Uh, he writes, things are changing greatly. Let's just say things changed greatly with raw negotiations from a few weeks ago. And punk is a huge part of the selling point. Now, of course, when Punk came back to AEW after his time away, after the all-out media scrum and subsequent fight, he jumped onto Collision and he said this great line, uh, WBD CEO David Zasloff calls me one Bill Phil because I'm not a counterfeit buck. So he gets to take a shot at the Young Bucks and he gets to talk about how if you work with him on your television product for your wrestling, you could maybe get a billion dollar uh, TV rights renewal just by virtue of Punk being in the fold. Now, Punk leaves. Now he's in WWE. Does the eye of Sauron that is WBD go with Punk from AEW to WBD? Now, I did a lot of looking into this, and here is... I'm going to preface this all as rumor and innuendo because I'm giving you guys the story behind the story right now. All right? So Dave's tweet is... In reference to some news, at least I haven't talked to Dave specifically about this, but Dave's tweet is in response to, I won't even call it news. Dave's tweet is in response to some rumor and innuendo that he was handed that I also then was handed later in the day. And the rumor and innuendo that spurned Dave to tweet this, as it was described to me, is as followed. There was some kind of meeting yesterday between Warner and WWE representatives, including 
Paul Triple H Levesque, Nick Khan, and TKO COO Mark Shapiro. Very detailed information. Took place in New York. Um, apparently, it went very, very well. I reached out to a higher up at WWE who told me that that is inaccurate and all but basically told me this story is not correct, meaning that I, I, I don't I. I don't want to bury Dave here, but I feel like he may have gotten everybody spun up over something that it was not based off of accurate information, right? Um, not Mister Eight Thousand Seats, but that is uh, what. But that is the information I was given that appears to be the same information Dave was given that caused him to put this tweet out. Now, again, I've been told that this information is not accurate. As part of what I was told about what was going on behind the tweet that Dave said, um, there is a belief that AEW may not get renewed by Warner, which we'll get to here a little bit further in just a moment. And there was also, I, I was pointed to the NBA TV rights uh, coming up here and how much money uh, Warner might have to put up to uh, retain the NBA, which I, and I had somebody last night telling I don't follow basketball. I haven't watched basketball since the 97 Houston Rockets. But anyway, uh, I it was explained to me that there's now this like mid-season championship tournament that the NBA, yes. right? Right. And because of that, it's like adding another brand for wrestling terms. This is like adding another brand where it's just another thing you can go to market with and sell the rights to? Do you want the rights to this mid-season tournament? So there's just more money to be spent right now on the uh, on the NBA. Um, there was also, and this is, I'm going deep down the rabbit hole here with rumor and innuendo. Uh, I had been told a while back that the original deal that Tony made with AEW, the, the people in charge, or not AEW, the original deal Tony made with Warner Brothers when he brought AEW to TNT um, obviously was with somebody he was more friendly with. He's talked about his relationship. I forget the name of the person who was the president at the time that he made the deal with. But during AEW's time with uh, Warner, management has changed. The same people that are in charge of Warner are no longer in charge of Warner. It's new people now that are overseeing this deal. And from what I gathered, Tony was getting quite a big part of the ad revenue um, for, for Dynamite um, early on. Which, when the new people came in, they were like, whoa, how did you get this deal, right? We don't really want to continue on with this if this is going to be the ad rev share that we're going to be doing. So you've got that. You've got the NBA stuff. Um, I also, rumor and innuendo, that's the show, right? Have been told by a couple people for months that there is, and you've heard Bischoff also on ad-free shows, talk about it the belief that warner has some kind of investment in aew right that they have like tony has a hundred percent control of the company but at a certain point warner made some kind of investment i'm speculating guessing maybe to recoup a little bit of what they were losing with the ad share so while i don't well again it was told to me that this meeting that appears to be what dave is referencing and got everybody all worked up about did not happen there are other indicators to me that things are not going maybe as Tony is projecting publicly. And I would not be surprised to see AEW and Warner 
maybe part ways next year. Tony's openly talked about how he's going to take the show to market with Ring of Honor. He confirmed my ROH CW story yesterday on the call. So anyway, I told you I had a truckload of rumor and innuendo to throw at you, Robert. There's all of it. Um, what are your reactions to, to kind of everything I just threw at you there? So as I'm digesting it, there's a lot of things that really uh, set off some light bulbs. I think one of those is talking about the NBA TV rights deal. And when Nick Khan first emerged, he went on Bill Simmons podcast and he was sort of introducing himself to the wrestling world and talking about the, the, the ins and outs of who he is and why he's there. And the conversation during that came up about NBA TV rights deals and whether it made sense for TNT or ESPN to go ahead and spend that money for the NBA. At the same time, it was talking about whether or not Disney was going to keep ESPN or spin it off into its own entity. What I thought was hilarious was you not knowing about the mid-year NBA tournament simply because they advertised the hell out of it during AEW programming. The value that TBS and TNT has and the value that, that Mr. Weber could have talked about with, with fight and everything else. Wrestling is a stalking horse. We as wrestling fans are addicts and we will go wherever it is to go watch wrestling. We were watching my network to watch SmackDown. You were watching Destination America. Spike TV launched on the back of having a TV rights deal with the WWF. WWF left USA in part because of the ad rights fight that WWE owned a significant chunk of the ad revenue that was coming from USA Network. And then they wanted to go to Spike, who gave them even more. And changing leaderships and people wanting to favor Westminster dog shows over airing Raw. So this is not a new story in the existence of wrestling. I think as Turner looks at everything and this Warner Discovery merger, which they have lost a lot of money on this deal, it really blew my mind that AEW content was not immediately up on Max to try to compete with Peacock and bring people in. It felt like there was someone holding the reins a little bit there. And if I'm TNT and I'm TBS and I'm looking at where the ratings are at in terms of growth, the numbers to give up Saturday night for Collision, the numbers to give up Friday night for Rampage, they gave them these Battle of the Belt shows that Tony kind of feels like he forgot to do his homework and he's scribbling something down the morning of. He has not really made Warner Discovery feel like they are a true priority to him. And I think now as they reevaluate with new leadership, yeah, they want to put programming on there that's going to be more favorable for ad revenue for them. They might be outdrawing, I don't know if they are, when there was the week when, when Collision didn't air and they aired the movie Grown Ups. I'd be curious to see what that did in ratings because if you can just re-air a movie rather than pay for original content, you might. Well, and it was it was definitely brought up to me by by a source yesterday how wrestling is still comparatively inexpensive to produce compared yes. to other live television, right? And so while it may not work out for Tony, AEW, and Warner, which is again, I want to preface just some rumor and innuendo, right? It, it all I've I've heard other things I'll get to here in just a second. Um, it would still it it would still sound that there will be a buyer or a suitor of some kind for AEW content. One name, one one network that was brought up to me as like a, I could see this, I don't know if there's anything to it, is maybe FX, who seems to want to market more towards that kind of younger, you know, uh, audience, that, that the rebellious audience that AEW brings in. Fox is obviously now getting out of the WWE business, so maybe a little, you know, ball and cup there. But 
Um, well, 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 FX is, but FX is under the Disney banner now. Oh, well then, yeah, never mind. Well, so, they're not which means that there could be a Hulu streaming play in the same way they could go to Paramount TV net Paramount network and then be part of the Paramount plus world. So there yes. are definitely avenues. Wrestling is inexpensive and the, the value for live television. I haven't cut my, my cord or whatever it is. Cause I like to watch live sports. I like to watch live wrestling. Mm. Audiences tune in to watch raw. They tune in to watch dynamite. It's still drawing better than a lot of other stuff on TV. So it absolutely has a value wherever it winds up landing. Yes. And I, I want to also point out, I've been told rumor in any window here in the last month or so that uh, AEW's PR team has been moved under the Warner sports PR umbrella. So now the, uh, the people that are dealing with the PR wing for like the NBA and other bigger sports versions are now working more closely with AEW. And that I had been told was taken as an indicator that, AEW maybe tightening their relationship with Warner, maybe first quarter 2024, seeing that that final move from AEW to uh, to Max, getting that content up for streaming. So, you know, I, I really think that, you know, the first quarter 2024 is going to be the tell for AEW's future. If we don't hear something, if we don't see something, I'm going to I'm going to start to wonder you know, where, where's Tony taking this? We see LNC here saying AEW on FS1. Maybe that's, you know, again, Fox is out of the business. Uh, we'll see. Bucks in 04, uh, he says, does WBD own a piece of AEW or not? Bischoff seems to think they own upwards of 30% of it. Again, like I just said, there are people I've spoken to who do believe that. And if that is true, and Warner says, we're not making as much money. We're not getting the, the we're not getting back what we thought we would get on this investment into AEW. If they do have ownership at AEW and this thing gets a big TV rights deal somewhere else, they just get a chunk of cash, right, yeah. for for licensing out this product. And they no longer have to deal with the day-to-day whatever Tony Khan, AEW production stuff. They're just getting a payday for, for, for taking a stake in this thing early on if it were to go that way, rumor and innuendo. Absolutely. And the other piece of that story with Meltzer with the supposed meeting with Hunter and Nick Khan and all this – you would have to be really naive to think if you are renegotiating TV rights deals with with Raw that you're not talking to all of the big players. I don't think that even if it, that meeting happened, not that big I, of a story. Even after it was denied to me by a higher up at WWE, or I shouldn't say I, I denied it was inaccurate, however you want to phrase it. Um, I was just told it was not correct. Um, sure. I still have people saying, well, maybe not yesterday, but in the past couple of days, there's been contact between the two sides. You know, uh, I, it is worth noting that yesterday on the ROH final battle media call, uh, Tony Khan once again doubled down on how good his relationship is with Warner. He had noted he had a conversation with him that day that went well. He put out this tweet like an hour after Meltzer's that... <laughs> I don't have it written up here in front of me, but it, it, it starts off uh, due to our great partners at TBS, yada, yada, yada. We will have a five minute overrun for tonight's episode of Dynamite. And the fans just swooped in and took that as Tony Khan trying to kill the the, the noise around the idea that there could be issues between AEW and Warner. And man, I, I don't think that I don't think the way that that tweet was phrased really invited uh, a positive reaction for Tony there in that situation. 
Well, that's been a recurring story for a long time is Tony's public persona, his interactions on social media, his interactions in his, his press conferences have not been ideal. And it's really tough. It's, yeah. it's really tough because you want that strong figurehead at the front. And that tweet felt very, very strange. The, you know, yeah. our, our good friends where yeah, I don't know about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also have Daniel Price here saying, if the relationship with Warner is as good as Khan would like you to believe, why haven't Warner Brothers Discovery outright given them a new deal instead of exercising the year option? Yes, that is true. There was a one-year option that a that uh, Warner picked up on AEW. They're in that final year now, and we will see AEW going to market or renegotiate their deal sometime in early 2024. But I'm asking the same question, Daniel. If these two sides are on such good terms, where is the new five-year deal? Where's that $200 million billion deal, right? I, I'm asking that same question, and it is, I'm sure, nerve-wracking for Tony at the very least right now, not having that deal in place and hearing everything he's hearing right now um, that I laid out to you all. Because everything I just said out loud is stuff that Tony has absolutely heard in the last 24 hours and is doing his own Nick Hausmanry and trying to figure out what is rumor, innuendo, and what is news. The real bidding war of 2024. It is interesting that the the Max storyline that Nick had first reported, um, that he may have already signed with him, that's gone away. I think they need to batten down the hatches and leverage as much IP as they own. It's let's reaffirm we have Ring of Honor. Let's reaffirm that we have 200 episodes of Dynamite that absolutely has value in being able to go back and watch all those pay-per-views. The fact that you can't easily go watch old episodes of dynamite or collision or pay-per-views in a streaming era is baffling. And I get that Tony wants to hold this all in one basket and say, look what I can offer you. I can offer you all of these amazing things does speak to the fact that, yeah, they might be preparing to go to market and Warner discovery with the amount of money they've lost over this merger. They have been shown a willingness to license out their own content to other streamers they may want to see, hey, what can we get out of this if they do own a percentage of AEW, which obviously we don't know because we keep saying they're not a publicly traded company. We don't get a look at the books. Rumor in any window. I think I've said that phrase more times on this show than any time before. We are at time. I like you think that gives you legal protection. I love that. <laughs> we uh, we we will. We are at time here, so we're gonna have to pick up some of this stuff tomorrow. I do want to say that um, I uh, another source I spoke to when I was like. They were like, why do people believe this? And I was like, well, because of the stuff Punk said David Zasloff thinks of him, right? The one Bill Phil stuff. Yeah. And one, one of the sources I said, like, do you really think that CM Punk holds that degree of clout and power in the world of television? Like David Zasloff, who has a hundred huge major priorities on any daily basis, is going out of his way to be like, oh, I heard Punk jumped. We got to get back on that. I'm changing my entire method of the way I'm thinking right now just based off of CM Punk. That was expressed to me as being something a little far-fetched as much as I know fans seem to be wanting to cling to that narrative right now. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot. Of, we didn't even get to all of the CM Punk stuff, which I know we will push to tomorrow. Yes. And and most importantly, uh, I just want to say this to uh Cami star. What about CW and Billy Corgan? Again, we've had so much today. We are going to have to push that to tomorrow as well. Really sorry, Billy and the CW. I know it's a heavy TV rights day, 
would have been the perfect day to do it. We'll have to save it for tomorrow. Also, hashtag RI Pod. We've heard you. We know you want to see Nick Hausman guzzle some woo energy, not to pile on our good friends at All Elite Wrestling, who has an official energy drink. This thing is impossible to find. You can find a can of like YJ Stinger from 2004 easier than you can woo energy. We have to actually order it and have it shipped. It will be shipped. It will be on its way. Nick Hausman's days, folks, are numbered. What if I wear a Ric Flair robe while I drink it? Would that make everybody more excited? Because I have one in my closet that I bought at a Toys R Us years ago, and it's just gathering dust because I have not had the urge to dress up like Ric Flair in some time now. We were adults this whole episode, and you ended on, I own a Toys R Us Ric Flair robe in my closet. Dude, I also own a... Dude, the Toys R Us robes, really good. WWE re-released some of the robes. I also have the Macho Man robe, um, and it is dope. I will pull that one out tomorrow just for funsies. I love that robe. Anyway, the stuff we didn't get to here, Punk NXT. I do know more about what happened there yesterday. We'll get to it tomorrow. And of course, I don't even know if we we, we talk about it more tomorrow, but Punk's for return match is going to be Dominic Mysterio. It's going down at MSG, that 26. I think that I this was the match I told everybody was going to have the first match back. <laughs> you know? so, yes, you called it. Powerhouse of Heat meets Powerhouse of Pops uh, inside of Madison Square Garden. It sounds good to me. Um, I'm Nick underscore Houseman over on uh, X. Uh, you can, of course, go find all of my coverage over at houseofwrestling.com, H-A-U-S of wrestling.com. Thank you to LNC for saying Nick Flair. Woo, I guess. Hey, I'll take the woo. I want to be known for the woo now. I'm taking it away from Rick. It's my thing now. I'm the guy who woos. Um, we'll see how that plays out. And that's all I got for today. <laughs> we want to thank our good, close, personal friends at TBS for giving us this six-minute overrun today on Rumor and Innuendo. Uh, we we are thrilled to have you as a partner. Uh, hell of a show today, man. If if look, if you listen to this thing live, go on Twitter, go on YouTube, tell people we got the replay available up on online, the audio version on, the, on Spotify. This was a hell of an episode it's for all podcast Rado. platforms. It's not just Spotify. Go to any of the podcast I, I, I platforms. I use Spotify. I'm just whatever. It's fine. I'm like an old man. I know how to get my podcast from one place. Anywhere you can get it from AOL keyword rumor and innuendo, and you can uh, you can find the show. So yes, on behalf of the spare drinking of Woo Energy drink today, Nick Hausman, I'm Robert Karpolis. Best of luck in your future endeavors.